Welcome to episode 24 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. If you are a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Hey, I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. And friends, we've got a really special episode for you today. Jennifer Fletcher has the day off. Uh, she is dealing with some things, but you know she's got the pregnancy thing going, which is super awesome, but everything's going great with that. Uh, but uh, part of the plan today, though, is I've got a special guest, and we'll explain that more in just a minute. And so we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Hey, uh, before we jump into today's episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. And we would love it if you leave a review. Listen, friends, I know we ask that every episode. It really does make a difference on getting the word out about the podcast. Those things called algorithms, uh, they, they matter. So when people are uh, when people like things and subscribe to things and make comments, that tells the podcast platforms that you're liking it and it'll recommend it uh, to other people as well. Well, hey, uh, today we have with us, y'all know him. Y'all love him. Billy Crystal is with not the comedian, by the way. I like to say that all the time. Billy Crystal is with us. And some things have changed in Billy's life here. Brother Billy, I feel like I need to be <laughs> calling you now. Uh, and some things have changed with old brother Billy Hill. And uh, he is now oh, from no. First Baptist Fort Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe. It's a, it's a tough Fort one. Oglethorpe. Yeah. Fort Oglethorpe. And after all of these years, Billy of being a youth pastor in the last couple months, you have transitioned into being a senior, like a senior pastor. Like you are full blown the pastor that preaches and does all of that stuff. Funerals, weddings. I have turned all that before you said yes to this. Like, did you, did you really consider everything? Uh, Apparently not. Apparently I did not. Properly consider. You're still in the Ringgold area, though. It's I am. I'm. I'm not yeah. far at all. Uh, the the church is. It's in a different town. It's a, actually a very different culture, a uh, di- different atmosphere. But it's not terribly far from yeah, from where man, I was. That's great. That's great. Well, I like that for your family too, man. Y'all don't have to completely relocate. Huge bonus. Didn't have to move. Uh, kids can stay in the same school. Yeah. Yeah, man. So win win. Super super awesome. Well, uh, I think that's great. And here's what happened. So so Billy. He will transition out of being one of our reps for Georgia Baptist World, and so because uh, he's a pastor now, and we have no use and for him. No, I'm hard. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no. Uh, but what we uh, will be introducing a new rep, by the way, soon on the podcast, which is super exciting. Uh, and uh, that said, we are going to miss you for sure being around in this, and I'll probably end up having you back anyway because you've got so many years of knowledge when it comes to youth ministry. Uh, but that said, I reached out to you and I said, "Hey, man, I would love to do a wrap up episode with you." And I threw out this idea of talking about things I wish I could have said to my volunteers. Now, if you happen to be one of Billy's volunteers from Ringgold, right? The days gone right. by. We want to be super clear here. We're using this as really an example of, hey, let's talk to a youth pastor who did youth pastor stuff for 30 years and get some ideas on things he wish he could have said. But this is in no way, Billy, right? No, directed towards your volunteers because I think they listen to this podcast, and I've met your volunteers. I love them. This is more of just a launching pad. Hey, let's talk to a youth pastor than now a pastor. What are things you wish you could have said? Sure, but, and, and uh, what's, yeah. 
what's really interesting about my recent volunteers is for the most part, they've heard all of this over and over and over. I've been blessed in the last couple of three decades to have volunteers that that are just that, the the best of the best. In fact, I have jokingly said for years, especially at Burning Bush, uh, my volunteer team has been a machine. Be- being in a church as long as I have served there, the majority of my volunteers, in fact, were members of the student ministry. So they, I mean, it's best case scenario for a youth pastor. They know my heart. They know what I'm about. So while, yes, they've heard all of this, this is a, what we're going to talk about today is, is just incredibly simple, practical things that Chris, honestly, we all know in the back of our head. Yeah. None of this is going to be like rocket science. Nothing nothing here is rocket science. But I would like to be on the other bit, side of the fence. But it's a li- they're a little edgy, just edgy enough just edgy that enough. most youth pastors, especially if you have a youth pastor in his or her 20s. Yeah. That's young. That yeah. doesn't feel comfortable saying this to a group of grown, you know, growner, growner ups, you know, like growner ups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that are older than them. So we're, we're just really talking about things that we think most youth pastors would love to say to their volunteers. Yeah. But don't necessarily feel comfortable saying. And and I would hope, and I, most of the people listening to this do have some understanding of who I am. I, I would hope that you know my heart in this. Oh yeah, that I am absolutely passionate about what you guys are doing, and I hope that you'll just hear these things from maybe a a little bit of a pre- fresh perspective. That's good, man. That's good. Well, I'm excited. Let's jump into them. Things I wish I could have said. Hey, listen, to my volunteers, not your not your volunteers in Ringgold. No, not necessarily. No, Just generally speaking, uh, yeah. But that's for the last those- time we're going to preface. If you're a volunteer in Ringo, that's the last time we're going to couch that. We just want to make sure you, because I know Bill. I'm telling y'all, he loves y'all, and he already misses y'all, yeah. um, big time, yeah. big time. Right. So, uh, no question, God's been in this move. But that said, that's the last time we're going to say that. But here we go. Sure. Things I wish I could have said to my volunteers. What do you got? So I've got I've got five things. A couple of positives. A couple of ne- let's call them negatives, and and one that's kind of neutral. And the first one is probably one that that you could, again, articulate easily is very simple. You just don't understand the power that you have in the Mm. life of your students. I have seen this, and Chris, you can articulate it just as well. Year after year after year, people, adult leaders that genuinely believe they're not making an a, a real connection or helping out a student, but then 20, 30 years later, that student will reveal some revelation about that one Sunday school lesson, that one moment that maybe turned their life or changed their life. And we just can't state this clearly enough. What you do matters. And Chris, I, again, I, I would imagine you've seen this a hundred times. Yeah. I, I- I would go as far as to say that the greatest, some of the greatest leaders I've, I've had volunteer in my youth ministries over the years are the leaders who have started to understand how much influence and uh, that they actually have. Because once they start to believe that, that causes them to lead differently and more effectively. There is no question uh, that one of the challenges that youth pastors have across the board and youth ministries have across the board is finding volunteers, right? Sure. That said, one of the reasons I think that is, is because a lot of adults are thinking, man, those teenagers don't want to hear from me. They don't, they think that way, you know, like, like they don't, 
they don't necessarily really care, you know, like what I have to say or what I think or whatever. But Billy, I think you're nailing this, man. And, and I that think, couldn't be further from the truth. They do. A lot, yeah, they do. And a lot of, I think a lot of youth workers, probably youth volunteers underestimate uh, just how much uh, influence. Now we hope it's a positive influence, right? Sure. A godly influence and a discipleship type influence, right? Well, you uh, know, I, I know that over the years I've heard even you talk about your children's small group leaders and what an impact they've made on their lives. So one of the interesting things I've learned in the last few weeks, being a lead pastor and being in a new church, uh, and for those of you that don't know, I, I still do have a 14-year-old son at home named Braxton. And we knew that leaving Braxton's small group leaders and adult leaders would be a would be a thing, but we just didn't realize how big of a deal it would be. Oh, and man. those first couple of three weeks without his, especially his Sunday school teacher and some other adult leaders that are around him, it was it was really hard on him. And as sad as that is, it made me really proud for those adult leaders. To, to, to let them know what a great job they've done investing in my children. And that's just not in, in my church. That's all of you listening to this have the exact same authority in, in, in your ministry. And it's, and it's just as important. Yeah. And I think, you know, with that comes that temptation that we all have to be careful about. Once we start to realize that we have to make sure that we're not allowing that thing to feed the ego. Right? Sure. That we're not sure. like, okay, the reason I'm involved in youth ministry is they think I'm cool. <laughs> like, let me promise you. Oh, they're not cool. They ain't, that, ain't, that ain't what we're saying. <laughs> but yeah. what we're saying is, man, uh, teenagers, they want to have relationships with adults. They want to have adults in their lives that are encouraging to them, helping them. And so, uh, man, you're right. I, that's a good yeah. one, man. That's so the good. second thing kind of builds on that. And, and I, I want everybody to kind of dig into this for just a second. As a result of you just don't understand uh, what you can do. You need to use that to take ownership of whatever little niche that you're in charge of. Uh, if you're a seventh grade boys Sunday school teacher and that student leader, whatever, has put you in some sort of authority there, you need you need to take ownership of that. You need to step up and make that your own because, again, they really want to invest in what's going on. And I'm guessing that that leader has given you the freedom to do that. So within that leader's parameters, whatever those parameters are, it's really important that you step up and and jump into that. Yeah. You know, you've heard me talk about this before. To me, it's a little bit like the gym, what I call the Jimmy Fallon rule. And I know that's a really weird reference for folks listening to a podcast from the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, right? But uh, Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Show guy, you know, the thing that he understands is that it simply does not matter uh, what uh, game he's playing, what guest he's had, what guest he has. It is always his absolute favorite, right? So yeah. that that's like the secret in the sauce for him, man. Oh, that's man, so you're the, good. You're the best guest I've ever had. You're the this is the best game we've ever played. This is the best musician we've ever had, you know. And I think there's a mindset there that going into take ownership of whatever man, if it's seventh grade, that you're going to be as absolutely, you know, you're gonna rock that as as best you possibly can. Oh, you yeah. Know? Because I think kids know the difference. Would you agree? Oh, they do. They do. They the a, a a teenager can sniff through the bull better than any generation in America right now. Today's teenagers, right. they have grown up in an environment of 
constantly being bombarded with lies. So yeah, they know the difference between an adult who is kind of doing it because they feel like they have to, or whatever, you know, checking a box versus an adult who is all in, who owns it, loves it. Sure. Passionate about it. Yeah. And and what's funny is that actually brings us into number three, because it's kind of a neutral concept. Uh, You need to be reminded. We need to be reminded that you are a role model and kind of what we just hinted at. If, if you're going and trying to be the cool guy, they're, they're not going to buy into that. Uh, you know, I don't want to be cliche and say to to volunteers, you may be the only Bible that some kid ever sees, but that's absolutely true. true. And then you you mix that with a culture of so many students that are from mixed homes or no home or whatever. There is a very good chance that you are you could be that rock in their life. That's the one stable person that they that they don't they may or may not have. And the real problem is that they may not tell you, they're they're probably not going to tell you that you're that one stable influence. Listen, my my parents, bro, listen, I love my parents. Let me say this up front as I'm really brutally honest about something here. I love my parents. They divorced in middle school. and, And I didn't get saved until the end of my junior year. And my parents, they were sort of... As far as just being parents and being proud of me, I know they're proud of me, so I'm thankful for that. And they supported me financially and did some things there. But from a spiritual standpoint, there was no influence there whatsoever. Sure. Let me just tell you right now, David Bowers, Brenda Lundy, these guys, like, I mean, these folks were, they became that spiritual influence. Like, I mean, they set that example for me and that they, that, that godly role model that I just simply didn't have. You know, and the fact is, is that there are lots of kids who really do, in fact, need some. But even a kid coming from a home, though, that is let's talk about Braxton. For, I love Braxton, by the way. He's sure. been praying for him daily, man. I really have. Thank you. Um, just in this transition. But uh, I mean, he's he's got godly parents, you know. I mean, your wife's a little more godly than you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot of truth. But, uh, you know, but even Braxton needs somebody in addition to y'all. Right. Oh, sure. You know, what's really interesting about that is uh, Braxton, once the transition happened, the craziest thing happened for Braxton because at First Baptist Fort Oglethorpe now, he has a youth pastor that's not his father. And his youth pastor <laughs> took him to breakfast. And that He's was like, what is strange- happening right now? It was. That was the strangest <laughs> thing for him. That's awesome, man. Getting to do that. And so isn't that interesting that, and this this is true for volunteers as well. My son was genuinely surprised, like that's just not a thing. And so that one small act made a huge impact on him. So guys, you are role models more so than you, than you will probably ever realize. Yeah, that's good stuff. So unfortunately, so we've done a couple of positives and a a couple of neutral ones. There are a couple of things, just two things that are just super simple that I just need you to hear me say. The first one is is a little more, listen, they need to hear from you. Mm. If you're a volunteer. You mean not just on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights? So as it turns out, (laughs) the most communicative generation of all time needs to hear from you other than just Sunday morning and maybe on Wednesday night. Listen, we live in a world where a five-second text goes a really, really long ways. And a text is great, but if you show up for one baseball game 
or one cheerleading competition or one band concert, just one a semester, that is gold to a teenager that almost never has anybody in the stands. Maybe there's a mom, maybe, maybe there's mom and dad and grandparents and those kids appreciate mom and dad and grandparents. And in in that moment, if there is grandma and grandparents and all that, or, you know, parents and grandparents, you're also going to get extra bonus bonus points with them for showing up. Oh yeah, exactly. They're going, you you get more bonus points with with mom, dad and, and grandparents. Yeah, that's true. But, they they expect mom, dad, and grandparents, but when volunteer shows up to something and pays that five dollars and cheers for them, guys, that is gold. And you just, I know you've heard it over and over and over, but you, I, in my experience, the volunteers just don't understand the power behind that. Yeah, that's a good word, man. I got nothing La- to add to that. That's just yeah. Gold. Last thing, and now I'm just going to pick a little bit of a bone. Because everybody so needs much. to hear this. Are you ready? <laughs> being on time and being prepared matters. It absolutely matters. If you're not in the room before they're in the room, it sends the most powerful signal that, yes, they still love you. Yes, they still want to to to, to be involved in your life. Yes, you're still a role model. But nothing says more to a student than I am prepared to minister to you. And I do it myself. We all do it. We make little excuses and all that. And life happens. We know. And life happens. And life happens. It life sure is does. happening every single Sunday. Uh, especially for, for adult volunteers that have children themselves and they can't find the shoes and the dog got out. And sure, we totally. get all that. But I, I just need the volunteer leaders to hear this one more time. Being prepared really matters, and being on time is super important. Yeah, I, I've used the example before, uh, Billy, to say it's a beautiful moment when you're teaching a lesson or unpacking a lesson when you're able to say with integrity, meaning you actually have done this, that earlier this week, Tuesday, I was thinking about today's lesson. Sure. And I was at Walmart and this thing happened sure. or whatever. Right. Sure. Because, because it sends a message of, I've been letting this simmer all week with me. And I've been thinking about what we're going to talk about right now all week. Um, I just, I think that part is huge. Um, and then the other thing I've, I, I've said before is it would be a pretty decent goal for volunteers, in my opinion, and youth pastors, especially as well, youth, youth people, leaders as well. Right. Um, that you never want a kid to show up on a Sunday morning and walk into an empty room or to walk in a room oh. and not be greeted. Oh, you know what I'm no, saying? No doubt. And then the adult shows up, you know, right on time or, 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 or even late, you know, right. Or, you know, and, uh, it, it's hard and it's hard and, and friends listening, I'm just going to be brutally honest with you because I'm not a youth pastor at a church anywhere right now either. And, uh, it is hard for youth pastors, the people in charge. If you happen to be a church that has a, like a youth pastor that gets paid or whatever, uh, but even if it's a volunteer leader for your group, sure, it's hard for that person to say to you, you've got to stop being late. Like, like we just don't feel like we have the authority to say that because you're a volunteer after all. That you is know? such a good, it is so hard to say that to somebody. We just can't say, hey, listen, I really need you to stop 
stop being late all the time. Because you know? typically <laughs> you love that person. You're you're very close right. friends. You've known yeah. them for years. And, yeah. and it, you know, it, there's stuff going on at home and it's yeah. hard and, you know, they've got eight kids or whatever, you know, like, I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff, you know, somebody with eight kids just started giggling, uh, listening to this thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, but it, it really does matter. And uh, it's, it, and here's the thing. It just, um, it typically, if you just change your strategy just a little bit on how you get ready, what time you leave, it's a pretty easy fix. And what you gain is a whole lot more. Cause it, if you just pick up 15 minutes per Sunday, sure. And you add that up over time and it's going to make a huge, huge impact. Yeah. Hundreds of hours. That's good. That is awesome, man. Those are good, Billy. Thank you, man. Good stuff, man. That is good. We're going to miss having you around all the time, well, man. I can't I, be more. Listen, I think you're going to be a great pastor. I would, so, I would work for you. Um, well, that's, I just want that's you to know exciting. that. Uh, and, did you hear uh, that, Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tell you, Chris, I, I really appreciate my time getting to be with you. This has been hard. It's, it's leaving what I'm doing now, but I, I will tell you, Chris, my heart for next generation is exactly the same as it was. It's just that now I am trying to exact change in the next generation through grandparents and parents more so than students. Yeah, man. So the passion's still there, just from yeah, a different man. point of view. We're praying God's blessing on you, man, and God's favor on you, and that uh, he will use you big there at First Baptist Fort Oglethorpe. Fort Oglethorpe. Fort Oglethorpe. Yep. That's something else. But uh, anyway, you said there used to be a fort there. Is that what you said? It, it, it was literally Fort Oglethorpe during World War One and World War II. Oh, um, so in World War One, it was a horse cavalry, like dudes on horses charging machine guns. That's interesting. Uh, it was a whack base. They trained women there, chaplains there. It was a come up. You'll have to show me some of this. Very stuff. large. Oh, there's there's still remnants of the of the yeah. World War One fort there. Sweet. All right. Well, hey, that does it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us today and listening all the way to the end. We really do appreciate you. Hey, if you have any ideas, anything you'd like to hear from us about, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. There's a link in the show notes uh, for that. Hey, please be sure to join us for episode uh, 25, uh, where we talk about creating unity when students don't come that much. Right. Create. That'll be fun. Right. Billy? You know, like love you it. got, how do you, how do you create you to do? How do you create momentum? I can't wait uh, to hear when like you have students that are not showing up on yeah. a regular basis, you know, which is kind of the world we live in now. Hey, special thanks to the Georgia Baptist mission board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. We're especially thankful for churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. Hey, if you need anything from us, you can reach us at gabaptist.org slash next gen. We'll see you next time on the youth ministry podcast for volunteers. <laughs>